Hello and welcome to Law and Order S Review here on Fanversation. We are talking season 13, episode 8, Educated Guess. Did I do it backwards? I don't know, Taylor. I don't know what you're trying to do. I always try to do it for a visual aid and it just never works the way I want. Well, welcome everybody. If you're new here, Hello, um, I'm Yael Siegel. I am joined by my amazing panel. Of course, Felicia Michelle is here. Hello, Felicia. Hello, guys. So happy to be back with my ladies. So happy to have you. Taylor Gates is here. Hello, Taylor. I am. Hello. Hi. Um, again, for anyone who is new, you may need this hotline and we present it to you every week. It is the RAIN hotline. If you have been assaulted or need help, please reach out. Their number is 1-800-656-4673, one 656 Four six seven three. Taylor, what does that spell? Oh, it spells. Wow. Enough. Enough. It spells hope. I'm going to say just, it louder. You said it first, but I'll say it louder. I haven't been able to do that to you in several weeks. So I just, I, I know myself. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine we are we are off the rails today we have literally not even started i love you both i'm so happy um for those who may not know uh, our show will be silly like this even though we are discussing very serious topics uh, so please consider this your content warning sometimes um the show will go dark and i think this episode does touch upon a lot of serious issues, but we are not serious people and say a lot of things. So consider this your content warning. I will upset someone. It's just not a Sunday with the girls if we haven't pissed someone off. So I mean, I honestly, so it's okay though. It's all love. We still love. They're still you're still watching though. If you're like still watching, then you must a little bit like it. <laughs> Unless you're hate watching, which like I don't care. Like well you watch, love watch. As long as you're watching, we love to see it. <laughs> uh, I also want to give a shout out to anyone who's listening to our audio version uh, of the podcast. I appreciate our audio listeners so much. We have a lot of audio listeners, and I really want them to know that they are so appreciated. Um, yes. I'm full of love today, guys. Oh, this is a very rare for you, Gail. <laughs> Not your usual state of being. That's Look, true. I wanted to say, so what's what's happening? What's this right to change? But we can talk about that after the show. <laughs> I'm just happy well, that fair. you're both here. That's all. Yeah, fair enough. And this is a great episode too. So absolutely, all our episode and like those are like literally some of my favorites. Like I, I'm a name dropper. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna name drop. Let's talk about this episode. Uh, season thirteen, episode eight. Educated guest. Uh, anyone who's watching us live and is in the chat can feel free to try to figure out why this is the name of this episode because it does not make sense. When Taylor picked this episode, I was like, "Educated guest? What the hell is that one?" And then I was like, "Wait, I love this episode." I didn't know that. Was yeah, I really. I always like. I always think this one's like about a college or like a school or something like with educated like i have no idea why it's called this but whatever it's fine the title maybe not all the way there the episode I mean, it's okay. kind of like on the same vibe as legitimate rape that we did last week it's like okay well is this a thing i you know the, the yeah, that title's made not sense legitimate rape was the argument but that it feels like it should be like that like it mm. should have been something yes but it wasn't it's okay right um i won't question it 
whatever i'm upset uh here is the quick cap for this episode benson and rollins investigate whether a psychiatric patient was raped in her hospital ward which ultimately leads to a possible predator close to her home great quick cap perfect quick cap uh let me know exactly which episode it was because the title did not yeah, very true. No. <laughs> um, so our episode starts in the park. Uh, Finn and Rollins are looking for a groper. Um, I guess that groper is still at large um, because we never come back to him. Um, or maybe he does migrate south for the winter. So that's possible. Maybe so. Maybe so. Cop a feel through a coat. Uh, that, yeah. What a great line. Would disagree. I was like, is our friend, our friend who loves cheerleading. Uh, yeah, I was. I knew you were gonna say that. I knew we were gonna bring that up. I love him. <laughs> I, I love him it. so much. He's, oh, what a character! What a character! <laughs> um. So then, we're in the park, and there's a guy running who gets named the Naked Fish on YouTube. Um, and that is what his name is in my notes now. He has this hallucination of his girlfriend, Amber, who's trying to get it on with him. Um, but it seems that he's overheating, which happens with drugs. Um, he has to go to the psych emergency room because he has to be cleared before that they can arrest him. Uh, I like this whole little storyline. This poor naked fish, you know, he's, his life is over. His, his story's over. We don't see him again. I would love to see this kid again. He's a first time offender. So like they're like, and he'll be out in a week. So in my head, I was like, I guess that's them kind of putting a bow on like what will happen to this guy. Like, oh, he's a first time offender. He really hasn't done this before. He should be out in a week, like a little slap on the wrist or something like that. I didn't know you got a slap on the wrist or putting your penis out in front of all those people. I didn't know like that's the punishment for it. Like a week in jail or I'm not sure. Um, I've never exposed myself to face those types of consequences. So I don't know. So it's interesting. That's a great point. He should be a sex offender. Yeah, well, I feel like he's going to get famous because he's already has 2,000 hits on YouTube. So I feel like he's going to become a meme and just like go down in history. It's what is what I would assume for his story. Thank you. I like You're that. Welcome. I'm speculating, but I feel Taylor like I'm has right. completed his story for us now. <laughs> you guys are what? It's called being a writer. Okay. Oh, it's the writer in her. She was like, I, yeah. That's exactly what happened to him. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. It's canon. Yeah. So uh, I do like when we make canon here on this show. Yeah. I'm sure they really appreciate that over at Nasty Writers Room. <laughs> well, they talk um, about it all the time. These girls, these girls are making shit up left and right. <laughs> Just making decisions. <laughs> I mean, we're helping. That's the fun part of this episode, which was, <laughs> which is a great episode, but it still was kind of like, it was still very sad. Um, yeah. When anything happens like within a family, I think it takes it to another level because that's like the people that you innately trust. You're like, oh no, no, that's my cousin. No, 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 that's my uncle. That's my aunt or whatever. Like, why am I, of course, like, you know, um, so much so that you might be blind to the fact that your daughters have been, you know, sexually abused for the de past decade. Yeah. It's so interesting that you point that out because it is Amaro who like struggles with that later in the episode when we realize that it's George and George confesses and says that it was a consensual relationship. He is the one who is like, 
this is her uncle and her mother is ignoring it. And it reminded me of in later episodes uh, when Carisi comes in and Carisi is like, this is family. And he can't, like neither of these guys can wrap their head around it. And I find it so interesting that it's always the new guy who struggles with it and not the women because Ooh. women know that this happens a lot. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Um, I mean, the interesting part about it was that the yeah, ally characters. he had was someone else who also had mental health issues, which, I mean, low-key, that was also a little Orange's New Black reunion. I was like, oh, you know, I forgot that he was... Yeah. Oh, when the, like, the show goes off and then, like, you know, so many stars got, like, their break or, like, their first role on, like, Law or SVU. So when you see it later, you're like, oh, my God, that's so... That's so cool. Um, but he was the one who was like standing standing up for her and like still, of course, like his mental state was like clearly diminished in some aspect. But wait, I want to give him the shout out. He knew it was possible. He was crazy as hell and knew it was possible. So So uh Jay is the character, Jay Delaney, played by Michael Chernis, uh, who yes, is in Orange is the New Black, but also is a repeat offender on SVU because he plays Carisi's sisters fiance who gets raped by his P.O. Yeah. Yo, that was him. Sorry, he's always somebody's fiance. He always on my man. I'm happy for him. But <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah, you're right. Oh shoot, I forgot. I totally forgot about that. That's okay. It's what I'm here for. Oh, appreciate you. Goodness. It's this kind of shit that I'm a hundred percent here for. Um but also, speaking of repeat offenders, uh, our Captain Charles Lee, um, played by Gavin Keith Ume, um, is also, I believe, Latino. <laughs> Whom uh, you was he Latino or is he? Hold on, he's either Tino or he's Tamer. Hold on, Latino um, from the. I remember he was a pimp. I couldn't remember which yeah. from that whole storyline of all the pimps and the trafficked women that ends up getting us um, um, uh, Noah's mom and then Noah, like that whole storyline, mm-hmm. you know, very complicated storyline. Yeah. He is Latino there. I do appreciate um, that mm-hmm. we see him twice. This wolf will turn a pimp into a cop so quick. It'll make any <laughs> sense because uh before finn was finn he was a part of the longer like universe and he was a pimp and i think and he died like he died <laughs> like he didn't like live he died like well, and i mean our girl casey novak was a rapist a perp yeah i <laughs> love it we just we gotta get you a girl who can do both you know I, rollins was a victim previously exactly and we love that let him play all the parts and then and casey was a perp before casey right perp. Uh, i think he was a he was in jail. He was a criminal, but I think he was actually a witness. Yeah, he was doing. He was really greasy and disgusting in that particular episode. I would have not ever recognize him had they not put his name in the credits. I would be like, who is this man? I think it was the episode where we then see Carisi go undercover into the halfway house with all the sex offenders, and we see him greasy again. I went, oh wait a second, Whoa. that's that guy from that old episode. <laughs> all right, uh, let's get back to this case. Yes. Sorry. Uh, so um, I want to talk really quick about the the naked fish and when he witnesses this rape and he starts shouting, somebody help rape. And it made me remember how, um, I don't know if you, I'm going to assume that you both have been told this, but probably 
lots of women have been told this, that in an assault, you do not shout rape because no one will come. You shout fire. Fire. Yep. I've heard that before. Just but watching so... her shout this and no one showing up, I was like, oh, you don't know. It's on brand. It is. On that or I've heard um, to tell your attacker that you are pregnant because sometimes that is a deterrent. You being with child is a deterrent. Oh, it's so crazy that we're coming up with so many different ways to like uh, teach women how to protect themselves from rape as opposed to like, you know, finding the rapist in your local family. I don't know. like right. sure. or, or, you know, the thing that I think people seem to forget is um, instead of teaching your daughter not to get raped, teach your son not to rape. Yeah. Just saying would be a Something. lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These are the lessons you learn on the S Review podcast. No, I just think it's a matter of like holding people accountable. Like the best part about this show is that people are held accountable, you know, and it's a little bit different. I think with this particular character of this uncle, uncle George or whatever, because he was definitely a rapist. We saw him rape. Um, But his like the pathology behind it was really an obsession with this little girl and an Mm -hmm. obsession with um, continuously raping her. We've also seen this with other characters in, in this series too, like the, that that um, r- rapist just wants to rape this one person, wants to constantly brutalize this one person. Mm-hmm. Um, he did it so damn well that he put her in a mental institution for people to question the validity of her reality like that she talks about. Um, yeah, him yelling rape and trying to get, him trying to move in that wheelchair was really, I mean, you were moving really slow in a wheelchair. Do you know it has wheels? <laughs> Um, you just put your legs up and use your arms. Right. You'll go way faster. Um, so when you talk about how, um, you know, this this character uh, of Uncle George, you know, discredited her, she ended up in this facility. It, it reminds me of last week when we talked about legitimate rape, where um, it's it's scary. The idea that this is, this episode is scary like that one where this is a thing that happens that, that people, as Gia says later, uh, she says, you know, in the real world, he's sane because in no one's going to believe her. Um, and it reminded me of last week's episode where like in the actual world we live in, rapists have parental rights. Uh, right. Yeah, that was, uh, that was disgusting. Um, yeah. Um, so we find out that based on his description, the character, the, the woman we're looking for is Gia Eskis. Um, and she, uh, you know, doesn't deny that it happens, but makes it pretty clear to Rollins and Benson that no one's going to believe her and she's not going to try to pursue it. Um, and Rollins says if she was raped, it's going to be hard for to get anyone to believe her. And Benson says that makes her the perfect target. And that is mm-hmm. the whole premise of this episode yeah um that's the whole premise of, of predators mm-hmm. that's what they do yeah easy target mm-hmm. um so we go to her mother um to get permission for her medical records but before that i want to talk a little bit about um the fact that rollins puts together that her mother is going to be the one who has the the um guardianship and is her her legal guardian and also earlier um finn is like rollins you could tell the difference between a chemical wig out and a psychotic break 
Um, and this episode really teases a lot about who Rollins is. She mentions her sister, and this is only the eighth episode with Rollins. So I definitely, uh, I was saying to Taylor earlier off the air, I didn't realize how early on we had all this information about Rollins, all these teases about who her character is. You know, she says, I grew up around both. Uh, chemical wigouts and psychotic breaks. Uh, she has a sister who has a lot of trouble. Um, she could tell very quickly. She said, I'm betting that it's going to be the mom who has guardianship. There was all of this stuff. And then she later on teases to Benson about what happened to her back in Atlanta, which brought her out to SVU. And I, I will say this, we have through this show, through these seasons, a lot of our characters um, don't tell us their backstories, don't tease who they are until we get to a story about who they are. For example, Finn. We don't know most of his family history until the episode Dis, um, which is in season 18? Yeah, it's late. <laughs> it's late. <laughs> well, as far as um, character development, like I would probably say he's had like the least, right? Because he's been around the longest. And I just think that like, his role in the show really changed. So like, like with, um, Rollins coming in, I'm like there was so much foreshadowing. I feel like they had to know that they were gonna have her for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. And who would have really thought, like, come on now, back in the back in the '90s, like, oh yeah, Ice T is gonna be on a, this like one like the longest like, longest running television dramas as and playing a cop at that. So I think when he was there, if you watched the uh, like first season, the first like times of him being there, he was like a relief. And like, uh, he was like in a shell and he was really, really hard and he wasn't like really open anyway. So it makes sense to find out more about him even after you find out about newer characters like Rollins and and even um, Nick Amaro right. is like about his life, this episode, like his um, moral compass. Like like you said, like he couldn't believe somebody in your family would do that. Um, yeah, we don't get a lot of Finn, but when we do get it, especially now, like in these more recent seasons, I love it. I love it. I agree. I just, I, I think you make a really great point because Finn only joined it uh, in season two. Um, and, and I think it's a very fair point to be like, yeah, Ice T's not going to stay on this show that long. Um, so I think that's fair. But, you know, we eventually introduced his, his son and then we gave his son a, a backstory. And then we introduced his ex wife. And then eventually we found out about her being assaulted. And then we found out about her uh, brother or someone later in a Christmas episode, like we found out about his family more than we ever found out about him. Yeah. And that I think is a really weird to me because Rollins, I know, I just didn't realize that they planted all these seeds so early on. I felt like her story as it developed was similar to his where they were like, oh, what if we do an episode and now we'll reveal this thing about her? But no, we, we should have known that it was coming. That's why I think I love this episode so much, or like a major reason why I do, because like as problematic as she is, like I've always found Amanda to be really like rich and fascinating character. And I think in this episode, it's it's fun to see because she says things that are like harsh, and it's like maybe you shouldn't say that. Even with like, well, it might not be up to her if we get her medical records or whatever. Like that is like sort of a shitty thing to say, but she's right and she's logical. And she's saying these things because she's realistic, I think, in a sense. And like, she's like, we have to get to point A to point B, even if it's messy, even if it's not like cute, like we have to get there somehow. And so I like have always found that to be a really interesting, like 
sort of part of her character. And I like that we get to see that now because we don't always like her, but she is just doing the best that she can with what she has, I think. Well, you don't always like her? I I do. I love her, but like she's polarizing. I did not like (laughs) her in part 33. That is the one. No, that's fair. No. There Wait, are times. There are times, but whoa. I her character is so interesting. I have a second episode that I didn't like her when because Dr. Al was cheating on her with a prostitute. She it was all anti-sex workers. Yeah. Yeah. Those were no. The she no, was I totally scorned. get that. Like she was scorned. Like, you know, I'm sorry oh, if my, if my rich doctor baby dad was cheating on me with sex worker, I might have I might be talking my, you know, my stuff. <laughs> I be talking about my old thinking hook a husband my man. I might say that <laughs> he's the problem, not the sex worker. It's and true. It's true. Like, sometimes it they just hit people, and you just can't. They just you know some people's anger is like you know they just that just is what happens. Sorry, you know you you just sometimes you ever been in the line of fire? Literally, you're in the line of fire. Someone's mad about something that has nothing to do with you, and like oh. it happened. You're like oh I didn't, I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know sorry. Sorry to the sex workers. I think that do whatever you want to do. I believe in self-autonomy. But yeah, if my man cheated, I would probably talk some smack. I mean, she was salty. She was salty. She was salty. Also, like, are you surprised? Because I wasn't surprised when he did that. No, of course not. No, Um, we hate that guy. We didn't even meet him at that point. We hated him. Um, Here's what I'm going to say. Minor daddy vibes. Minor tangent before we get back to the episode. Just... If your man cheats, you know who's it's at your fault? man's fault. Yes, it's yeah. true. Is she in a relationship with you? He is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe she should be. Maybe we do go that route. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, Taylor, I'm, you know I'm I'd be here for it. <laughs> If anyone out there is listening and you're just wondering what happened to certain characters and maybe you feel like the writers of Long Order SVU did not <laughs> for you, go and follow Taylor and ask her what she thinks happened to these specific characters. If and there's I- one thing I'm going to do, it's push the lesbian agenda. Okay? 100%. As I should. As I should. It is very welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and you know I got you. You know I got you for that. <laughs> um, if- if I'm gonna push anything, it's that Barisi it's, ship. Have we seen? Wait, that have we seen like a like same sex like consistent character like couple like you know now we have like Finn and Phoebe and you know yes. um, Finn's son um, and his husband Alejandro. Nah, that's that's a kid. See for me, that guess it counts. It does they count. Are consistent ever since they got together and then got engaged and had a son. Um, but we also have Cat's girlfriend in the current season. That's what I'm. That's what I'm asking. Like you know, like we your, love that. Your re, your your series regulars. You know, what I mean, they are reoccurring, yeah. but they could have a little more fluidity. I yes. would like that. Dick Wolf, a little more fluidity, please. Look, no. There's no argument from this panel. No. This panel very much wants more queer ships. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, we know which one y'all want the most, though. I, I want one that very much exists in my head, regardless <laughs> of what happens at There's the end of season timeline. 22. There's another timeline in the universe that that happens in, and we do the show and we talk about it. Um, okay, we need to get back to this episode. I'm so Why sorry, do you have guys. to be a hater every week? 
a hater every week from Felicia. <laughs> just keeps me keeps me humble and grounded. Sorry, we're making Yo's job so hard. <laughs> Sorry, Yo. No, I want to, girl. You know, I want to talk about <laughs> ships. We got to talk about this first. Okay. Then, okay. Otherwise, our episode is gonna be three hours today. Um. All right. So we get the records. Um. So her mom says, I think this is the like the key is her mom says she's denying the accusation. That's a first uh, because she first um, accused somebody of rape when she was 14 after just after her father was diagnosed with schizophrenia. He's been in a facility for 10 years. I made a note of that because I feel like every time I forget that he's still alive. Mm -hmm. Every time I watch this episode, I'm like, oh, right. He's not dead. Yeah. He's just away. Yeah, so Gia recanted um, uh, the the accusation when she was 14, um, and Rollins knows and, and points out to Benson that it's an uphill battle. And Benson, again, says just because it's unwinnable doesn't mean we stop. And I think that's such a, like, first of all, the most Benson-y thing I've ever heard. But yeah. also, like, that's that's why this show is so good, is the hope that it gives you. Yeah. You know, yeah. that the real world's not like that. Yeah, that there there's someone who cares. Mm -hmm. Um, so then Amaro finds us this incident with Jay, which we talked a little bit about, and an orderly, uh, both Jay and um are Jay said, Don't walk behind me. Don't walk behind <clears throat> me. I felt that in my spirit. I don't like that either. Don't walk like if you're talking to me, like just it's... don't walk behind me. His the way that Amaro and Rollins interrogated Jay and then he flipped out felt like, like of course he did. Illegal. Of course he did. Yeah, of course. It he reminded me out. of Stabler. Because yeah. he would pull shit like that too. Well, Olivia like said that. Just, yeah. They're just baiting him at that point, which I get it, but also come What's on. What's the point? What's the point? Yeah. You're not gonna get an answer. You're not, not a true get the one. You want right. just by getting him to freak out. It was a little. It's like I think it was one of those moments where it was like, mm, "This is not. This is a television show." Like it reminds you of that because, like, really, with two police officers who have no, like, as far as I know, their credentials don't include anything on mental health. Even though Rollins will talk somebody down off a ledge, though she will talk. <laughs> but <laughs> um, she will. But uh, even if she has to make out, he would do it. But. Yep. Um, <laughs> got to see it through my boy but uh like it just wouldn't happen like that like if even if they were questioned like they were probably like you know their doctor there or there's some other types of parameters around that um it's, but, mm -hmm. no go ahead oh it's just like cool to see the scene with um amaro and rollins because like you know like the new kids like yeah but the thing is rollins earlier on right the whole up until this point in the episode was like i've been around people uh with mental illness i understand and then she sits there and is like "Ooh, what if i bait this guy and trigger him into freaking out how is that helpful you of all people know this she might know but she might not care that's true um but as you were pointing out felicia later uh you know when Amaro's upset about Uncle um, George. Benson reminds him that, like Ben, that Stabler used to want to tear off people's heads as well, and got very close. And Stabler used to be knocking people's heads between the washer and the dryer. <laughs> like, literally, just up against the. You know, how many times he puts my face up against the wall. Like, yes. 
That's a great drinking game. That's a great drinking game. That is a good drinking game. This show, the amount of drinking games we've come up with will get you so wasted during a marathon. I'm ready to, I'm ready to play. Maybe we do that one week where we just live stream a drinking game where we watch an episode. That would be, That'd be special. That'd be special. I, you know I'm down. Uh, okay. <laughs> Comment below if you want it. You gotta watch with us. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Jay was protecting Gia from one of the guards. His name is Charles Lee. And I love when they're looking through his locker and he's like, Finn, you know me. And he goes, Not enough to not like enough you. Not enough to like you. <laughs> you know I wrote it down. Of course. Not enough to like you. I love Finn. He keeps it so real every week. So I want to talk about oh. I wonder how much when he says those little one-liners because he is a musician, because he's a creative person. I wonder like how much of that is this is what was written here, or um, hey, go ahead and you know play around here if you want to, because he's been there for so long, like and he knows the character, like he knows himself, you know. So I I always mm -hmm. wonder, like, and he has a, if you follow Ice T on Twitter, um, he has smart mouth. Yeah, um, very. <laughs> He's very sarcastic, so it wouldn't strike me odd if he just like makes up for better or for worse. <laughs> for better or for worse. For showered or not showered, breastfed your five year old or not breastfeeding your five year old. Uh, That's what happened. Y'all looking at me like no, I'm no, I know. Breastfeeding my five year old. I don't even have a five year old. I only have a four year old cat. But well, <laughs> gnarly if I breastfed. <laughs> Care about cat. How did we get here? How did we get here? Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about Charles Lee, um, who says anyone in a, psych in a psychiatric institution is unable to consent. I know the law. So then why is her DNA in your pants? Wouldn't be from a rape. I was just doing my job. And I was like, go on. Go on. One of the dumbest things I've heard in my life. In my life, one of the dumbest things I've heard. That's, a, that's hard to do because I've heard a lot of dumb shit. Taylor, he had a responsibility to find no. out why she needed Sir. Sir. The best part. I just, I don't understand. The best part is as soon as they go, okay, so what did you find out? She wouldn't tell me. Like, come on. I can't. Yeah. Um, I think that really established her mindset too because it was like, okay, yeah, no, she's really a victim because he's so desperate. Yeah. She won't kill him. She, I mean, what do you want a gun for? Fun? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does rhyme, but it doesn't really happen like that in real life. This is catchy, doesn't make it true. <laughs> That's okay. I'd wear a t shirt that says that. Just because it's catchy doesn't mean it's true. Uh, <laughs> I honestly, I really like the um, the reference when they said, I hope Bill Gates is on your jury because a blowjob is not sex. Um, honestly, any teenage boy would tell you that. A teenage girl also would probably tell you that. But it Wait, is. Bill Gates? Uh, not Bill Gates, Bill Clinton. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, wait. I was, I was wait, like, Bill Gates. <laughs> I was like, I heard there was no, so I wasn't sure because there was some scuttlebutt about why him and Melinda broke up that may or may oh, not. Sorry. I, I was just like, wait. Super offender. Um, I was thinking about uh, the 90s and and that was, and a bill, and that was the one that came out. Sorry. No, that's so fine. I was just like really wanting to clarify because I was like, hold up. Hold on. I appreciate it because I did not notice that I said it. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, I'm with you now. <laughs> okay, great. Clinton. Clinton, everybody. Clinton. I mean, the fact that that is still a relevant uh, reference is odd, but okay. Yeah. While well, Ryan Murphy's making it so. I know. Ryan Murphy said, oh, you thought she was going, we're going to forget about that? No, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, Sarah Paulson starring in. I, I, have a lot of thoughts. Story. I have a lot of thoughts about that. We're moving on. Um, so uh, Benson tells Gia that a gun isn't the answer. And I really, really like this part where Gia's like, yeah. says the woman who wears Where's one on her hip. Yep. That's such a good um, line. And then Benson is like, but it didn't help me. Um, and I really love that scene. And I think it's so important. Um, and is a really good, like, could be used as promotional for, like, why we don't need guns in homes. But still, I think, really good scene. Um, I think in this part, was like, interesting, too, because I, that's, like, such a vulnerable topic for her that she doesn't talk about very much. And so mm -hmm. I think it was, like, so, it, it was, like, really impactful that she decided to share it here because she knew that this is, like, one of the only things that could actually like help her and like relate to her and get her to like connect um, with her. So I just really, I thought that was really powerful because she doesn't just throw that around. Like, and so I, I appreciated that she um, like pushed herself to open it up here. Well, I, when you think about the time and place of this episode, it's season 13. So if, if I am putting it all together correctly, she is referencing season nine undercover. Yeah. Um, this is, before the Lewis. other, yeah. yeah, that my girl didn't think all types of violated. It's a shame. That's a shame. But I she mean, survived. Like, can one of the guys get get kidnapped? Equal, equal opportunity kidnapping. If I've learned anything from season one of Outlander, <laughs> it is that men can be brutalized. And I don't watch that show. I should check it out. Mm. I'll I'll give you a content warning for anyone who wants to watch Outlander. Through the rest of the Dick Wolf universe, which includes the Chicago, I'm like have finished all of Chicago Med, like season one. You're you're a traitor for that, just so you know. And you're a traitor know, for that. I, I knew you guys were gonna say that, but I watched Chicago Med. I did not watch Chicago PD, Why? but because it was a part of the Dick Wolf universe, and I really wanted to see because I have not enjoyed the the show the show with Chris Maloney. I just I what haven't enjoyed it. That's why I didn't bother remember the name. I didn't really enjoy it. And so I wanted to see if it was just him or if it was like the whole, you know, like, you know, I I wanted to see if I liked other things. So I just, I just wanted to explore, look a lot. And so what was the verdict? And um, so what I was love, the verdict? I love, I love it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm so I'm saying, I haven't seen it. I don't know why I'm judging. Guys, obviously, I'm going to be kicked off. <laughs> okay. Let's Thank you, Felicia, for joining us. <laughs> Go ahead and go start your Chicago podcast. I'm okay, kidding. I'm kidding. You are so welcome here. And anytime we are forced to cross over with Chicago, you are now responsible for <laughs> the being crossovers are not my favorite. The crossovers are not my favorite. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I really truly just like this show by itself. And I and I but I understand why it happens because it is the draw for people. It's what people fall in love with. It's the show that literally when I tell people we do this podcast, they go, Oh my God, I love this show. So I get it why they bring them in, you know, but it's kind of like like, why do why does Law Order SU have to give you the validity? I get it, but Chicago Med is good, so. All right, well, before we get back to the show we're actually talking about, uh, just want to say, <laughs> as a if anybody who does, hasn't yet watched Outlander and doesn't choose to watch it, there is a lot of sexual assault, um, and it is 
extreme. So just and and so be warned then. Be warned. Yeah, that's that's a serious content warning. Um, it is a lot all, all and it doesn't stop. Um anyway, so back to this. Uh Gia finally tells Benson and Rollins what happened. So she said it was Uncle George. Um and it's been happening since she was 14. He put her, you know, he made her take photos and, and all this stuff. Um, and Benson says, you know, Uncle George is going to go to jail. And she doesn't believe her. Um, but luckily we see that, of course, Benson is right. Um, and then we have the little tease about uh, Rollins and what happened in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So we find the footage of George impersonating a doctor. We arrest him. Um, we have one of my favorite parts of this episode and it's Bella um, being like, Gia's doing it again. Uh, tell her to stop. And then she says, I need to rant about how much I hate that bitch. Hold on. <laughs> Let me just okay. say this part. I'm sorry. I couldn't keep it in. Go ahead. Bella says, please don't do this. And then Rollins says, this is, I think the quickest Rollins has ever been. And she says, that's probably exactly what Gia said to your husband the first time he raped her. And I was like, shit, this is great. Taylor, tell us. I hate her so much. Who? She is the worst, Bella. She's the worst kind of person. When you know and you're staying by the person who's doing it, and beyond that, she's just an asshole to a mom. Just treat your mom better too. Like I just that's her oh, sister. Oh, my skin every well, and her she's an asshole to everyone except for George. To be honest, I just oh, George is her bitch. She's an asshole to everyone. Yes, that's true. I just God, honestly, this actress is amazing because she makes me just like want to strangle her so much. She's, I give a shout favorite, out. she's one of my favorite shows ever, which is True Blood. It's one of my favorite television shows what ever. What did I say, Taylor? I didn't watch True Blood. I'm sorry, but she's a great villain in this episode because she's so just, like, uh, like she's pretty subtle uh, about it, but I was like, oh. You've been demoted from friend to co-host, Taylor. Just okay, so you, you know what? That. Felicia, guess what? You watch Chicago, so we're even, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Carrie Preston is the actress. <laughs> Carrie Preston is the actress. She is fucking incredible um she i also know her from true blood um a lot of people know her now from the claws good wife good oh, oh yeah one of those oh, yeah. claws she's um she's doing great stuff she's amazing um i also feel like we we haven't even pointed out the biggest name of the episode which is um gia herself played by natasha leone whom you know yes was in orange is the new black uh, was is currently the star of Russian Doll on Netflix. Um, was Love in, that. but I'm a cheerleader. Uh, that is literally one of my favorite. So good. She was like amazing. So good. She was an American Pie. Um, Natasha Leone is amazing, and to see her in this She's role so is good. so fantastic. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, Adrio says you should see her in The Good Wife. So I knew it was a good wife or fight one of those cbs shows um yes carrie preston's in the good wife thank you audrio um and i want to give a real quick shout out uh to tim guinea who plays george specifically because i've met him and he's the sweetest man in the world he's like such a, a gentle soft-spoken man that's like always how it goes the people who are like the 
just complete horrible people are like so kind in real life. I feel like, like um, JC, who we had for yes. um, for Rob, we've been literal Nazi. Yeah, yeah, just, nice. so, so nice. Just such a nice person. Um, also to uh, um, Bella's sister Diane. She was in True Blood too. Yeah, Jay Smith Cameron is the name of that actress. I will say the casting of them of. Diane and Gia, like I 100% believe they're related, and I think it's the oh, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Um, really incredible cast. Uh, all right, let's people talk I about George. <laughs> let's talk about George, uh, who you know comes in and he's like, Yeah, what we have is real, we're in love. You know, I, I fell in love with her, and uh, I I think that, you know, we, we've had this relationship. We tried to fight it. I waited till she was 17. Uh-huh. Um, no one ever waits. Um, and then he's like, she's dramatic. She can't live without me. She's making threats to kill herself because she wants me to leave my wife. Genuinely, I would have gone, why didn't she just tell your wife that you're in love with her? Yeah. like Crazy, crazy people don't hold anything back. Right. Like, if, uh, if you're telling me there's a consensual relationship and she wants you to leave your wife. You know what she could do to make you leave your wife? Tell her. She's boning you. Right. Um, but then he produces the letter. And I. this is, I think, the most infuriating part of this episode for me. Because that is not a letter. That is something that a kid scribbles. When I was in, I think it was second grade, we were taught how to write letters, right? You were taught where the address goes on the envelope and yeah. where the stamp, you like, we're taught this. And, and to do that, we sent letters, I think to the president, cause you'd get back like a little card with a picture. Oh. And then- You'd have pen pals? You, we'd have pen pals, but first yeah. like you have to learn how to write it. And so first yeah. I think maybe you'd write a letter to your parents. And then at some point you write to the president because they automatically send back a thing. It doesn't matter what you send them. They automatically send back a picture. I so, not, I'm not ready to write one. I want a picture. <laughs> you will get a picture of the president, possibly of the first uh, wife, uh, what if first lady, first, doll? first lady. So I wanted a picture of the cat. Specifically, my letter said I'd like a picture of the cat. Did, Did you not get, get one. It. No, oh, they don't read no. the letters. They don't read them. <laughs> anyway, go. my point hmm. being, I could have sworn that my first letters to my parents just said i love you because i what was i had nothing to say that's not a letter that's i'm learning how to write that's i'm learning english i'm learning how to spell and there are multiple academia journals that talk about how sometimes kids at that age have confusing feelings when Mm. it comes love and relationships they don't understand that and if children who have expressed like love that kind of love like but towards like parents or people and parental figures which we know is inappropriate but they don't know that it's inappropriate or that that is not how you express how you feel or those are not the actual descriptions of your feelings because they're like learning all of that so like, this is a thing like what is it the uh, eddie's complex like being in love like yeah. with mom you know Oedipus, thank you. Who is Eddie? Is oh, that's a that's a um, that's a that's a software for editing. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Can you tell what I do for a living? Um, but yeah, like that complex. And so when I saw that, I was like, that was a little girl who maybe had a crush, if that. But mm. it, it doesn't even prove. 
you kept it for like 15 years. Wouldn't it be like 15 years, right? So the assault was 10 years, so 12 years. Um, because the thing, she wrote it at 12. So it's before he started raping her. At that point, of course she loves her uncle. That's their family. Yeah. That's it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's not, also letter, what a stretch. Um, Zach in the chat says, Jesus Christ, that letter. I agree. Seriously. Um, For real. So uh, Bella and Diane come in to defend George. Um, and uh, we find Piss out this- Hmm? Piss Taylor off in the in the meantime. Yeah, yeah sure um, did. This isn't the first time that she accused George. The first time was ten years ago. Done, done, everybody. <laughs> uh, I wish I was in that room. I would have been like, done, 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 done. <laughs> Hello, done, done. Um, George, uh, they tell him. They tell them that George confessed to a consensual relationship with Gia for ten years. Says they're in love. Um, and Amaro, you know, we he struggles with this. Uh, da, da, da. And then Betsy says, you do everything you can to make sure that he never sees the light of day. That's all we can do at this point. Um, so then they show Gia the letter to ask her about it. She's like, the f it's not a letter. It's a scribble. Yeah. Um, and then Benson realizes that if the letter has been kept since she was 12, those photos- What else is kept? Been, yep, genius. Um, also, for whatever reason, we find out that Bella didn't have cancer. She had her gallbladder removed. I thought that was so funny because, like, how? What? Like, why and did you learn Because about something that? was the matter with her when we saw her in our first introduction. It seemed like something medically was wrong. We saw her getting out of the the car and barking mm -hmm. at people because she couldn't carry the groceries in and. Well, first off, I don't know why you're saying cold needs to go in first and then warm needs to go in. No, there's one trip, baby, and we're bringing everything. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, and then, like, she just medically seemed like it was, like, deeper than rap. But I love that they hid that because, honestly, I feel like it was a little obvious that it was the uncle when we first saw him. I was like, it's the uncle. It's the uncle. Really? As soon as he walked, as soon as he entered onto the camera on the screen, I said, yeah, it's definitely the uncle. I was like, oh, yeah, it's him. It's him, wow. sick, right. sick wife. And I thought it's something like can or chronic illness. I thought she had a chronic illness, not like gallbladder, but mm. well, she had a chronic illness. And so I was like, oh, and some, I mean, that would make sense. Like your wife is sick. Like, I don't know that, you know, does to someone's sex drive or, you know, the fact that the this family is dependent 100% on you. It's a different power dynamic. So I know he was, he was it when I first saw him. I said, oh, that's him, nasty. I love you. But um, I didn't know he was obsessed with her. Like, I didn't right. know he, it was an obsession with her mm -hmm. and not like a, a primal, just like lust, like mental health issue of his own because right. he's obsessed with, with her. Like, that yeah. scene with the, the combination locker was like, oh, sweat. Oh, that scene is so good, too. I love that scene because Diane finally grows that backbone. And I'm like, thank you. Finally. Bella's like, no, it's always there. It's never been there. Never been <laughs> she there. tells them all of the things that they want to know. I I cleaned your me. house for fifteen years. Yeah, oh, see, so, I love that. She she's like, screw you. Like I'm finally done with this. And I oh, such a good scene. It's a, so suspenseful. And then when it's her birthday, you just know it's gonna work. Oh, oh four twenty four. I was like, it's 
24. And it was for 24. Oh, with the pink blonde side. And the picture's yeah. dated. It is dated. What kind you of moron? Dumbass. You dumbass. Um, yeah. So George goes away. And Gia, like a clown. <laughs> Gia's getting better. She's got a long yes. road. But, you know, the good news, I, I do appreciate that her mother in the end helps. Um, mm-hmm. And that eventually they can get back to a healthier place together. Um, she like she knows she has to forgive her mom. The thing is, I want to know like, are y'all gonna let her out the mental institution? Because I don't see well, maybe maybe she's on her medication and that makes it like a be- better or easier to communicate with her. But they didn't really show where like she was erratic or having this kind of behavior. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll just wait and see what Taylor writes. Um, for this character, thank you. Yeah, don't worry, I'll figure it out. I'm just I'd love to see her again to actually. keep in mind about her situation, right? Like her father has schizophrenia and mental illness as her as her mother says, runs in the family. Um, and, you know, earlier on her mother says like she, she'll take her medication, start feeling better and realize she, and stop taking the medication, then she'll need it again. And then she'll self-medicate with drugs and alcohol. So like, you know, I think that now that we've dealt with, or now that she has been seen and heard and believed, mm-hmm. um, I think that there is a trajectory and a process that could lead her to being released and living mm-hmm. a, I don't want to say normal, but a regular normal life. Normal. Right. <laughs> a regular life full of less, uh, less dramatic and traumatic um, issues yeah. <laughs> like the rest of us. Yeah. Well, she won't be raped anymore. So I think that should really like clear that tr- trauma part up a little bit. Should help. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about our favorite lines from this episode. Uh, I have two. Taylor, I'm sure you have a billion. Um, no, because we mostly said them all. You did. Yeah, you did kind of say a lot of them. I know. I, actually- I have three. I have three. Felicia, <laughs> I want you to go first. Play the lotto today, guys, because this never happens. So the line <laughs> that I wrote down uh, was right after um, Olivia and Amanda talk to the victim and she and Olivia walks out, she sighs, she goes, this is gonna be an uphill battle. And then Amanda says, that's what we do it for. And I was like, that yeah. is what we do it for. Like, you're absolutely right. Like, you might not necessarily um, immediately believe because Amanda like really didn't make she super believed what was happening or this was even actual victim or this was even actual sex crime that happened. Um, but when she did and knew what happened, she was like 100% tapped in. And our team is like always tapped in no matter what the outcome is, good, bad, or indifferent. They're always like tapped in and like fighting as hard as they can um, for what's right and wrong, even if they do bend um, their own rules. Mm-hmm. But yeah, So that was my line. I only got one. I love it. That's good. Um, I have, uh, I think, I believe it was Munch who says it, but it was uh, after they talked to the naked fish and he says, I don't think that guy premeditates or even thinks. Um, <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. He was um, like there, but not there this episode. Yeah, he was there for a minute. I was like, wait, is Craig in a way? Where are we in the timeline? Um, yeah. He did down a little, so I guess uh, he... Yeah. And uh, and then uh, Gia says, because Gia was so funny when we first yeah. met her. He was like not having it. And she says, Cagney and Lacey were just leaving. I wrote that one down too. I love that. 
I assumed you also wrote the other one. She said right before that, that I didn't uh, want to include. I wanted you to have it, but go for it. What do you got? Oh, I don't know if it's the same one, but I love how she's talking about like some girls go here and here on, you know, to vacation me. I vacation at LaGuardia Psychiatric. I'm just like, I love her so much. Like she is just incredible. And she, she did such a good job this episode. And then an actual earnest line that I have, that's not funny. That's actually what I really like. I know what that never happens, but um, it might be the last one of the episode. Like you survive the abuse, you're gonna survive the recovery. I really like that because it was like very hopeful, and I think that maybe Gia started to believe it just a little bit, which yeah. felt very hopeful. Um, I like that we ended on a, a really like good note on this episode. So it's you know obviously a really heavy one. Yeah. Um, I also have, then if you aren't, I thought you were going to say it, but I guess not. Sorry. Um, when we talked to Gia and they're like, we heard you were assaulted. She said, who told you that? If it's one of my fellow inmates, you can't believe where they say they're all crazy. Yeah. She's so, I just like love her character so much. And this has me out. It's just like the perfect person to deliver it. Literally just with the worst. I was like, she plays like, Unstable. Well, I don't like. I don't want to keep. I don't want to keep saying the word crazy, but she plays unstable. Very yeah. it's so sassy. You can love it. She, yeah, it's the character was so good. Um, yeah. So those are our best lines. Uh, we have a lot, uh, which I love. This episode was not written for bad line, um, but I do have some um, fun, exciting thing that happened uh, on the internet that I want to tell you all about. Please. Um, so. Our beloved Mariska Hargitay uh, happens to be in a music video. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Let's talk about this, shall we? Yeah, she's in a music Let's be video. Let's an agenda, baby. Let's go. Um, music video. Um, They're so cute. The the singer is uh, Grace... Um, Grace... Gustad, I think it's Gustad is how her last name said. The episode, the song is called um, 93 Days. You can watch the video on YouTube. Um, I watched it. I also checked out other music by this artist who I was not familiar with. Um, and it's not bad. She's pretty good. I really like I like this uh, this music that this artist is putting out. And the video is great. Of course, Mershka is incredible in it. Um not to sound like a fangirl, but you know, she's amazing and can't do anything wrong. So um, yeah, Taylor, you're familiar with this artist? I wasn't before this, but now I am and I love it. She's It's very like queer music, which we'd love to see it. And she's great. I feel like she just might blow up after this. We have Mariska Hargitay in your music video. I think that's probably a pretty good sign that you are doing something right. It looks like from the YouTube channel, because I was like, looking for this video and it seems like she's putting it so a she's putting out a new album and b almost all of the songs she's releasing the song in the video like regularly i don't want to say yeah. daily because i i'm not sure but it looks like very right like this was i think day seven or episode seven that it came out and she's on episode 11 already like she's and this was a few days ago she's regularly mm-hmm. releasing this stuff um I think she's very much like a visual art with her music. You mean like Beyonce? Artist. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I mean, 
She's not Beyonce, but yes. Not yet. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> no I'm, one's Beyonce, Beyonce. No, no one's Beyonce, but I just don't want it to sound like this. the idea of a visual album is like oh. something brand new. Like, right, but right, no, 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 definitely not. Working really hard, like, and to get it out there. And you got to, like, put it out there because the world is moving so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you put it out there. Like, people will, like, go to sleep on your project. But I'm going to have to check it out. Um, I liked her yeah. makeup. The yeah, she, she intense. She did a a, a superhero themed one, um, which I obviously oh. checked out. Um, if you want to see the music video after our episode, after she got Marishka to get on the music. That's what I want to know. Because if um, that's the Taylor, you could write us a song. I'll uh, do it. And I will do it. Felicia, you sing? I love this idea. I, I can rap maybe. I will hum. I can rap. No, Yelk, you can sing. I don't sing. I sing. No, well, I, I don't, but I will. If I will first agree with me in the video. Just saying. I, I can sing now. I'm trying to figure out ways to get her on the show, you guys. You got to think outside the box sometimes. I don't, I don't know if you know this. We could probably invite her. We haven't done that. Um, Let's do it. Let's so, anyway. <laughs> um, yes, if after this episode, if you want to watch the music video that Marsh is in, there is a link below. Mm-hmm. But do not click it until you're done listening to us and we're not done yet. So Yeah, you don't uh, want to miss my poll. Right. It is time for the weekly poll. Um sure Taylor, is. what was the poll two weeks ago? Because we did not do it last week without you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. It's my thing, it's my space. Um don't on it. Except for Felicia already does with the hotline, but fine. One thing for me. One thing for me. Like anyway. The poll uh, two weeks ago was your favorite episode where a squad member gets framed slash is falsely accused of something. This was not close. I'm going to be honest with you. This was not a close poll at all. Um, and last place, so we have Mea Culpa, which is the Peter Stone episode. And it got 3.6% of the vote. Still too high in my opinion, but it's fine. Um, in third place, we have Delinquent. That's season 12, episode 23. Elliot gets accused in that one. That was um, a great episode, but the accusal part is irrelevant. Go you've on. said that before. I just Way to, to say that. it again. Way to insult my pool making. Fine. I wanted it on the record. Go on. Uh, great. Well, it's on. Consider it on. <laughs> in second place, Lost Reputation. That's the Craig in, in Bed with Stripper episode. That's just what I always call it now. Um, that got 14.3% of the vote. Overwhelming majority of people chose perverted, which is the one we talked about, which got 75% of the vote. That's the one where Olivia, um, we find out she has a car and, you know, a lot, a lot of stuff goes down. Great episode. That's, um, and what, that's that. What if one, if had it been on the, on the poll, is the one where, um, the one where, uh, Cassidy is accused because that was a great one. Go on. If you are if you are listening to us on the audio podcast and not getting to watch us right now, all you are missing is a whole lot of side eye from Taylor to yell, and I could see it from my computer screen, and I'm just laughing silently. Okay, great, What's happening. Thank you for letting our audio listeners know. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, thank you. It's in the description here. Um. Yeah. So this week. We're asking everyone what your favorite episode with an 
Orange is the New Black actress. There are literally, I like use Mr. Google to help me figure this out. Sorry, Miss Google. I'm thinking Google's a woman. Miss um, Google to help me figure this out. There are apparently like 33 episodes oh, where Orange is the New Black actors are in it. And that's, I think that list was made a while ago. So there's probably even more now. So just as a caveat, you can comment below if yours is not included. Obviously, uh, Porn Stash, William Lewis Arts. We've been talking about those a lot lately, so I didn't include them. But if those are your favorite, you can absolutely write them um, in the comments. They're not my favorite, but it's fine. Um, hey, what what up? <laughs> What's up, yeah? Sorry, I'm raising my hand. I just want to also point out that, um, that Pablo Schreiber was in an older episode previously as well. Uh, yeah. Before William Lewis. Go on. So, yeah, you can put either one of those if, if you'd like, but... I just chose a couple of my personal favorites because I make the poll and I can do that. I love um, that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna use my use the advantages. Um, first, we have transitions, which we talked about pretty recently on this um, channel. It's the one with the, didn't we? This was the one with the twins, right? Mm -mm. Oh gosh, I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, that's season ten. Hold on, let me Google this because now I'm like doubting myself. Oh no! Is this this right? You know I don't what? know the episode titles. It is. No. Which twins? No, it's not. I'm sorry. That no, I'm wrong. No. Anyway, this was transition. I'm sorry. What episode is this? This is the one where the man is beaten in the parking lot, and there's a transgender teenager. Oh, I absolutely love this episode. Sorry, yes, it's a great episode. I got it confused with the other one real fast that oh we God. just talked about Transition. with the twins where one was raised as a girl and one was raised as a boy. Yeah, that's, I believe, called Identity. Um, yes, I'm sorry. I got those mixed up in my head. Okay. Are my birthday. That's high. Um, <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. This is, is also a great so episode, though. Good. Um, it's the one where Stabler finally says that if his child uh, transitioned, he would love them uh, regardless, uh, which is should. so unlike him. Yes, but but correct, as he should. No, I'm sorry, yes. this It's a different episode than what I was talking about. Ignore what I just said, but this is a great episode. And this has um, Leah Delaria, if I'm saying that correctly, in it, who plays Big Boo on Orange and the Black, an amazing character. Um, great episode, great actor. Um, we also have Possessed, which is the Taryn Manning episode. That's season 12, episode 12. Um, that's a that really one. haunting episode. That one's it's like so good. scary. It's really good, but that one's very disturbing, I would say. Um, we have Home Invasions, um, which is the one with Jake T. Austin really in it. Um, that one's like a wild episode, but that has, um, again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but Alita Diaz. Right. Um, but she's great in that episode as well. Um, honestly, I love all of these episodes so much. And then, of course, we have the one we, we just talked about, Educated Guests, which has two Orange and New Black people, Natasha Leone and Michael Chernis. So, yeah, definitely go vote in that poll. We'll tell you where to find it in just a few minutes. Oh, my goodness. Those are all such good episodes. I know. Like, and there's now even I wanna... more really good ones. Like, there's even more good ones. So if you have another one that comes to mind, please do share it in the comments. I Oh, man, that's so good. Ugh. That's a really good poll. I don't even know what to vote for. Um, I know, me too. All right, we'll tell you where to find that again, uh, as Taylor said, in just a bit. Now we got to do the segment we always forget about. What did we learn? What did I No learn? one came prepared this week. I sure didn't. 
Um, oh, I learned that they teased Rollins's story um, mm -hmm. about her sister, about mental illness, about it, um, addiction, abuse, about what happened to her in Atlanta so early into introducing her um, because I didn't, again, I did not realize that and I thought that we just added that information later. So I learned that and I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I will say, I, I, I'll just kind of like steal half of yours. I remember that you said um, something happened to her on the job. I always remember that scene. But in the beginning, I didn't remember that either, where she was like, yeah, I've been around like mental illness and drugs. I've been around all of it. Um, and I didn't realize that was teasing Kim either. And I guess like other parts of her family as well. But um, I did remember one part of it. I did not remember that part. So it, they really planted a lot of seeds. Absolutely. You know what? Normally I got something for you, but I am literally went through and I looked in all my files. They were all empty in my brain. You've learned I, nothing. I learned, I learned that I learned, or I remembered that I, how much I uh, miss Munch um, as a part of the show, as part of the squad, the, his personality, what he brings to the table, his level of reasoning, um, his dry humor. I have a very dry sense of humor. If you watch the show, you listen or watch the show for one whole episode, you'll find that out. Um, you and so have I, a sense of humor? Yeah, just dry. Um, yeah, but <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I miss that level of authenticity that he just has. So I think I just enjoyed this episode because I, I got to see, not very much of him, but I got to, to see him. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a perfect uh, thing we learned because I, I miss him. Um Awesome. All right, everybody. Uh, just some last final announcements. We are uh, here every week, uh, almost every single week between now and the premiere. And then, of course, when the premiere, I'm um, talking about older episodes. Keep an eye out on social. We'll announce what those are. I'm going to try to provide those earlier than the day before. But you have 24 hours to watch. That's plenty of time um, to rewatch these episodes with us. Uh, also, if you don't know, we're making ridiculous merch and there is a link for that uh, below. If you're listening to the audio version, there's a link for that there as well. Uh, and the link to the music video we talked about also there. Until next week, uh, Felicia, where can everyone keep up with you and what are you up to these days? Oh, for sure. Well, obviously I'm editing because I'm confusing the, ep the see, I don't even know the complex Oedipus. anymore. Um, so yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just um, in my bag working, but I, I, I frequent uh, Instagram. So you can find me at it's Felicia Michelle on Instagram. Um, and obviously if you haven't been paying attention, you really need to, and you need to watch uh, Leverage Redemption because Yell and I do the Leverage Redemption after show and it is just show. The official BT dubs, like the official as a whistle, um, after you know, and it's just a really fun experience. And we get to do what we do here, but like we really get like to talk directly to and ask those questions. So it's just, it's just been a really fun experience. Um, I'm also on a show called Talk It Up, it's a talk show, it airs in the Caribbean, but you can download um, the National Black Television app, it's streaming on uh, Roku or any of those, it's free. Um, you can catch um, me on there talking about politics, trending topics, and sometimes I get to be funny, but sometimes I actually get to flex my intelligence on this show a little bit, you guys. Yes. Uh, check that out, too. I love that. I love that there's a place for you to do that, because it's not this show. <laughs> well, I, this is fun. This is friends. This is the key key, you know. I don't know yes. a nerd or a journalist. It, right. it, be Felicia. <laughs> um, Taylor, where are you and where can everyone find the poll? 
Yes, you can find me and the poll on Twitter at alphabet underscore and you can also find me on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. I obviously flex my intelligence as well on my Twilight podcast when it forks. Um, just as serious as Felicia's show. Um, you'll learn just as much, I promise. And you can also find me writing at um, Show Snob, um, where I will be covering Nine Perfect Strangers when that premieres. So um, if you're a Nicole Kidman fan and a Nicole Kidman accent fan, <laughs> you'll want to read those, okay? <laughs> Amazing. Awesome, congrats on a new show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Taylor. Oh, sorry, take that back. I didn't mean a new show. I meant your new opportunity for the article. Girl, our blood sugar's low. Sorry, it's yo. okay. No, we understood. We understood. No, look, we're friends again. I love that we made up before this episode's over because I, I was feeling some tension between us. Um, Taylor's <laughs> also going to check out True Blood because she's such a Twilight fan. Oh, it feels like she very much would like True Blood, then. I don't understand why you haven't. <laughs> Okay, let's just, okay, now I'm feeling bad, bad again. I had one moment of reconciliation, <laughs> Good. now we're fighting again. The girls Good. are fighting. Yep. I'm Yell Teagle. I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. That is Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Um, you can find me, like Felicia said, on the official Leverage Redemption After Show, a very distinctive podcast, only on Electric Now. Um, we just talked about episode six, um, the card game job, and not only was the card game job my favorite episode of the first season of Leverage Redemption, but also our after show was so good for that one. So check that out. Um, and uh, you can also find me on Wednesdays over on the Hollywood Critics Association YouTube channel on a show called Hollywood Approved, where we basically go, what did you watch this week? And then we talk about it. Um, we also do some ridiculous fan casting. So if you like weird, ridiculous fan casting, that is the mm. show for you. Um, what else am I doing? Other things that are coming that I can't tell you about yet. But uh, yeah, keep up with me on the internet at Yale Teagle. Make sure you have liked and subscribed to this show uh, because we love doing it and we're not going to go anywhere, but it would be nice to see higher likes and subscriptions. Yeah. It doesn't affect whether we're going to do it. Just do it because it's It just nice. affects my heart. So. We're happy fun like obviously we're having fun doing this and it's just a great opportunity to just like do what we love and who doesn't love law and order like it transcends people anybody can watch this show so since anybody can watch this show then everybody should be watching this podcast maybe not like a four-year-old but other than that maybe not yeah (laughs) i mean Taylor's, taylor's just looking for an excuse for the fact that she didn't start with season one i was three that's i was three Okay. Whatever. All right. That's enough of this. (laughs) Bye, everybody. We'll see you next time.